Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're tuned into the Believe in Bengals show with Solomon Wilcott and Adam Pacman Jones. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Believe in Bengal podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. I am Solomon Wilcott, and joining us today is a very special guest for a very special topic. Dr. David Chow, a former NFL team physician and currently uh, a 17-year orthopedic surgeon, um, giving us real-time analysis on injuries around the National Football League. Dr. Chow, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well, and I'm sorry for the voice here, but what I do... I'm an orthopedic surgeon that was a former head team physician, just like you, a former NFL great. Yeah. And your perspective is different than someone who just knows football. That's My right. perspective is from NFL side of, of medicine, sports medicine, and that's what I try and hope and provide. I am not here to speculate on any situation. I chimed in the night it happened, and it wasn't speculation about what he had, this, that, the other. No. It was to give people some perspective, some framework uh, about what was happening uh, behind the scenes. And that's what you do in all your broadcasts. And that's you're right. Good at it, right? I mean, that's right. If you never played the NFL, but you really knew football. You couldn't do what you do. And and that's what I try and provide. Well, we appreciate your uh, analysis and, and you are an expert in this area. And that's what we want to uh, lean on today for this segment. Um, let's go back to the Monday night game, uh, the free safety for the Buffalo Bills, Damar Hamlin, you saw him go down. You saw him stand up, and then he collapsed. Um, there was a hush that fell over that stadium on Monday night. And since then, uh, we've all, all been sort of in a different space as we have watched him fight for his life. But at that moment when you saw him collapse to the turf, what went through your mind? What was your immediate reactions? Well, uh, let me tell you, uh, my immediate reaction when I saw the play live was nothing. Like it seemed relatively routine, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. then we saw him on the ground, and I was thinking, why? But the second ESPN showed the replay where he took the blow to the chest with the shoulder of T. Higgins and then popped up yeah. and then collapsed down, I immediately tweeted. And, and in some ways, I regret the tweet. In some ways, I don't because I was trying to give people perspective. Yeah. And and I had no idea that this was as serious as it was. But I, the tweet basically said, uh, you know, this is about the player, not the game. This is a cardiac injury, cardiac yes. issue, heart issue, because mm -hmm. you stood up fine. It wasn't a concussion. And mm -hmm. then his heart stopped beating the moment he got hit. Yeah. And this is why he was able to stand up because there was still blood in the brain. And it medically takes about four seconds. And so, mm. boom, stood up, 1,001, 1,002, boom, he's down. Yeah, and, yeah. And it was on. I had no idea they had started CPR. And I said, and I did add in that tweet, no better place to ever collapse 
mm-hmm. unless you're in a hospital, yeah, you know, yeah, NFL field because of the over two dozen medical professionals and all the equipment, emergency action plan, paramedics, everything that's there. And so <clears throat> that was within a minute the tweet went out. I didn't know this whole thing was going out, but I knew it wasn't good. Yeah. And I was trying to give people some perspective, perspective and, yeah. and hope and framework, uh, not speculating. Uh, it wasn't trying. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, look at this hit. It was more like, oof, you know, hey, he's got a chance, like, because he's in a good spot. This mm-hmm. is witnessed. This happens in an, on, an, on a country road in a car accident. Just it, there's nothing that it's not going to end well. Yeah. And hopefully, cautiously optimistic. And I was cautiously optimistic. Worried as heck, but cautiously optimistic from yeah. even that night, and especially with the bill statement that his heart was restarted on the field. There have been a lot of doctors who have saw the video. They saw the collision between uh, Damar Hamlin and the wide receiver for the Bengals, T. Higgins. And you talked about the blunt force to the chest of Damar Hamlin. So explain for our listeners and our viewers here on Bally Sports Ohio, what is Commodio Cordis? Yes, thank you. And, and you know, I might have done a slight disservice when people were talking about what happened. I said it could be related to this. And yeah. it's sort of taken off Yeah, uh, uh, the, the term commotio cordis. Now, here's the thing. Does that have something to do with this? Maybe. And we're not here to speculate. That's but let right. me tell you, this is clearly not Chris Pronger, NHL great who in 1988-99 took a puck off his chest, he's tweeted about it, went down with a significant heart issue, resuscitated, returned for a 12-year NHL Hall of Fame career. And I saw an article last night that he missed only two games. That was just the right bullseye hit. Look, I'm not trying to be – I was trying to give non-fancy medical terms. Yes, Social Cortis is the latest Top Gun movie where it's like you do all this stuff and boom, down the, the hatch, you know, for those who've seen it. It's the right blow at the right millisecond of the heart's EKG cycle hmm. and somehow it sets the electrical system awry. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily happen with a huge blow. It can be a literally fastball to the right part of the chest. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is more than that. If you look at the play carefully and and look you're a football guy at first pass this one does not make the you got jacked highlights i mean yes form tackle it wasn't head to head and he didn't get go flying and flailing and blowing up but let me tell you something solomon when you do go flying and flailing and blowing up backwards the energy is dissipating yeah look at the video again the energy got all absorbed. Absorbed in the chest, yeah. yes. So I'm expecting lung contusion, cardiac contusion, and there may be a commotional cordis or electrical component on top of that. But this is more than Curtis Pronger. This is more than Christian Eriksen, the the uh, uh, Denmark soccer player in Euros 18 months ago, mm-hmm. who sudden cardiac arrest was resuscitated. And by the way, he has come back to play. We're not worried about coming back to play for Hamlin right now. We're just worried about... And get it, his breathing tube out and being healthy. And look, Bengals guy, I got to give a shout out and kudos to the Bengals. The yeah. Bills are getting a lot of credit, as they should be. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the home team is responsible for all That's of the right. stuff. That's and right. And that is led by 
your new first year head athletic trainer, but very experienced, Matt Summers. Yeah, that's right. That's he, right. Matt worked with me. I, I like he was a uh, in San Diego. He was an intern and then got hired in the NFL. He's been great. He's been all over the place having head jobs, and he came through in spades. He slash his team. Now, if this happened in Buffalo and it was a Bengals player, the Bills would have done the same thing. This is absolutely. Just so, mm-hmm. And that's what I'm sure Matt would say if he were approached about it. But yes, kudos to them. And the other thing I'd say is Solomon, I hear it all the time. And I, in a measured, productive way, even chime in saying concussion protocol, uh, it's tough, it's not perfect. But anyone in the world who has criticized the NFL for their concussion protocol, rightly or wrongly, should be standing from the mountaintops today congratulating them Great yeah. job. Well done on the emergency action plan. Look, this is something that every team drills in the training camp and yet never used. In my entire career, we never initiated the emergency action plan. Uh, Solomon, imagine a play. Uh, once again, I'm not trying to say that what they did here medically is like a football play. But mm-hmm. imagine a play like when you were playing where the head coach said, in training camp, we're going to practice this play in a walkthrough. One time a year. Yeah, it'd be hard, never be hard it. to get it right. Hard to get it right. And, and there's no way to practice the drill at the play in real time. It's mm-hmm. a walkthrough practice. Yes. One time. And you never run it all year. And you do it for decades one time. And you never run it. Yeah. And then you call it in a Super Bowl. Like, imagine not practicing Philly Special and calling it. Like, doing it in a walkthrough one time. And mm-hmm. but that's what essentially happened. They were prepared. There's no way to prepare for it, but yet they were prepared and they jumped into action. So kudos to the Bengals, of course, the, the medical staff at the hospital. That's routine. They practice that every day. That's but right. People, right. And, and not diminishing what they're doing, but they get the practice and the reps. This is a one off. And it's never happened in my career. We had one chain gang member pass out one time, but it wasn't quite like this, and, and he was okay. Yeah. Unprecedented. So, look, one for one the league is, and you have to give them credit. Um, I There's been some talk about, in fact, I spoke with a Buffalo Bills news reporter, Ryan O'Halloran, who writes for the Buffalo News, and he said that he spoke with the Bills medical team when they came out and began treating uh, Damara Hamlin. And here's what they said. They said that when they approached him, Dr. Chow, that um, he was not moving, that he was not conscious, that he was not breathing, and he didn't have a pulse. You and I both know they used a defibrillator, um, to, and you can help us to understand why that's important, but also help us to understand why it's also important to simultaneously, why you want to get the heart going, you want to also simultaneously get the breathing going as well. Kind of walk us through that and why it's so very important. I'll, I'll walk you through this a little bit. This is more, way more con- complex than an Indy or NASCAR pit stop. That's right. Okay. That's right. Good and point. it's way more complex than any NFL play. On any NFL play, all 11 guys have specific tasks and reads. And it's no different or more complex here. And, and what you do. The principles are ABC, airway, breathing, circulation. Mm. Airway, he was, you got to secure it. That would be intubation. Breathing, yeah. you know, he wasn't breathing. Circulation, there was no pulse, no circulation. No pulse. That's right. So you don't even go beyond that. 
at that point, no, no offense. You're mm-hmm. not worried about if it's a concussion. You're not worried about That's if right. it's an injury. You're not worried if it's an ACL. You have yeah. no idea. You saw it in real time. You are saving his life. Yes. And look, they cut away because they started CPR. Yeah. And they came back because they and they showed the highlight and they're like, we have nothing else to show. They cut away again. Mm-hmm. Kudos to ESPN for not showing the not, CPR. That's right. That's right. But, but let me tell you, uh, here's what happens. There is a emergency physician involved, an airway physician. The airway physician secures the airway. The guy who runs the code touches nothing, stands there and watches and shouts directions. You get the backboard. You the medical bag is there. Get the defibrillator. Okay, there's a team of people that will do CPR alternating. Then clear for the defibrillator. Start the IV. Here's the meds. Oxygen's on. This is all a different person. Like boom, 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 boom. And this is why I've heard so many people say, "Why was he on the field for so long?" Because they were working. They have to. You have to stabilize them first. You can't move them until they become stable. Correct. Especially now, the only reason you move them real quickly, like if it were a car accident out in the country somewhere, mm-hmm. what do they do with the ambulance? They load them in the ambulance, but they don't even drive because they need the driver to tend to the person. That's right. That's and, right. I mean, and so they're not driving up, but they're in the ambulance because they have the equipment in there. There they had the equipment on the field, so they didn't know, need to load them in the ambulance. And Good what point. would you rather have? A dozen medical professionals with all the equipment helping you on the field or two or three guys in the ambulance? And driving off, oh, what do point. you want? Good right? point. And so the ambulance, they did the exact right thing. So I don't want to hear, not only do I not want to hear any complaints that, that he was on the field too long and the code was too long, and why didn't they drive off in the ambulance? It's kudos. They did the right thing there. It's the right thing. The medical procedure says you first have to stabilize the patient. You can't move them until they become stabilized. Once they did so, then they brought the ambulance and they moved them and took them to the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Um, you sent out a tweet. I read your tweet, and you talked about um, that um, that room air right now is room air is twenty one percent oxygen, and that right now, at least per the tweet and per the report, that Demar Hamlin was operating at fifty percent oxygen. Help us to understand what those ratios mean and what's most important. Well. That's just one factor, right? I mean, yeah. the breathing tube is relatively routine when you're in the ICU and when you're in these cardiac arrest circumstances. Mm-hmm. And uh, the key next step is, will the breathing tube be removed? Is that happening today? We don't need to rush it. A better safe than sorry. Look, I look at it this way. You just want him to trend in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You can't win this game on one play. You can't win this game on one drive in the first quarter. Yeah. You just want to keep building in the right direction. And so far, thankfully, we are. And look, my initial optimism stemmed from all the help that was right there. Okay. The next optimism I had is the ESPN reports that they waited for mom in the tunnel. Mm. They may be very compassionate people, but they ain't waiting for mom. Yeah, if yeah. It's touch and go, right? That mm-hmm. he's not stable. I, they're not slowing down to open the door for mom. Okay. No offense. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then the Buffalo Bills late night tweet saying his heart was restarted on the field. This gives me good hope. And as far as the brain issue, 
Yeah, very hopeful. The very quick CPR got enough blood to the brain that it's not going to be an issue. God help us all, right? Yeah, and yeah. that let's look for little steps. The he's you start on one hundred percent. You're at fifty percent. You don't have to go to twenty one percent room air to to get him extubated. There was some words of good news this morning. Trend. I'm not trying to celebrate anything yet. So yeah. far, the medical staffs have said has saved his life. I hope it continues. Yeah. We no one want word that his life is saved permanently. That's right. Number two, we want word that he can hug and kiss his mom and live a normal life. Yeah. Then you can really get out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. Then we can worry about what actually happened, prognosis, football. That's so tertiary right now. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of where we're at. A uh, couple of more questions before we let you go, Dr. Chow. Um, Damar Hamlin is now listed in critical condition at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Uh, we're now more than 24 hours um, since he arrived at the hospital. How important is the next 24 to 72 hour window? The most important time is the first 24 seconds and the Bills medical staff got there. That's right. The next most important time window was the first 2.4 hours. And that seemed to have gone well. The first 24 hours is more important than the next 24 hours. Okay. So uh, it's all very important. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're doing the, the hospital has got this, right? They've done this many times before. So let's continue to hope for some good news. And, and that initial thing uh, we've gotten through, I think. And so this is why I remain cautiously optimistic. I'm not trying to get ahead of myself and declare victory on this, Mm -hmm. um, but trying to provide some perspective. And by the way, critical, pretty much everyone in the ICU has a breathing tube, pretty much. And if you don't, then you're getting discharged from the ICU. And pretty much if you have a breathing tube, you're defined as critical. So let's not, and that's giving perspective and framework. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, I uh, I really didn't really want to jump in on this, Solomon, because look, you're in the broadcast industry. In industry, what do they say all the time? Don't speculate. Don't speculate. No, no that's right. Don't, Don't go there. Look, <laughs> I do see a day where you have a medical Mike Pereira. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. And and not saying, oh my God, he had commotional cordis or this is the EKG, but just talking about what I talked about. Look, at look at there's all these people. There's an action plan. They drill for it. Uh, I mean, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman did a great job. ESPN mm-hmm. did a great job in the studio. But, you know, in, honesty, in all honesty, they had nothing to say. Yeah. I mean, I mean I, I'm not saying that in a bad way. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they wanted to be informed when they had something to say. They can't speculate. So That's right. Yeah. yeah. Someone who's been an NFL team position can inform into the in terms of the background yes. and perspective, yes. uh, not to the specific situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think you're ever going to have a medical Mike Pereira come on and say, "Oh, he tore his ACL. Oh, that's a chest contusion." Like no. you know, these are like you're talking in general the process. You that's know, right. would it made viewers feel better to know? Don't worry that he's been on the field. This is normal. Yes. Yeah. That would make viewers feel better. That's Don't, right. It's on the field because there's two dozen medical professionals and we could go through the roles of it. Yeah. You provide 
like not so content for TV just so they could fill commercial time, but content for viewers. Mm-hmm. Look, I almost didn't go on because look, I'm an orthopedist. Why am I doing yeah. talking about heart issues? Yeah. But since what I do, what we do at Sports Injury Central, SICscore.com, okay. is we're injury analysis. And we want to be Kleenex for injuries. So this is a huge injury. So why wouldn't we want to comment on it? But not speculate, not get ahead of ourselves. And so I went on live, Twitter live, to try and give some early perspective. And and I think it was the right decision because I haven't had a chance to look at all the Twitter comments. But overwhelmingly, it's been... Thank you. You you, you made yes. me a little peace at night. You 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 calmed me down a little bit. That's all I was trying to do. Yeah, uh, provide some perspective. I mean, I was spooked out a little bit too in the beginning. I was like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. And and my wife smartly and thankfully got the kids out of the room because part of it is like as a dad, I was like, what is this? Is my son? Oh my gosh! And you know, part of the thing. And, and you know how football is. I never played, obviously, but I have so many friends in the NFL and some friends that are players. I feel like. I know someone just like Demar Hamlin. I don't know him, but I feel for him. Right, yes. that's a yeah. brotherhood type thing uh, that you see going around the league right now. And I could do nothing but wish the best, and maybe to the public provide some cautious optimism. What should we know about uh, mental health and that aspect as a witness to such a dramatic injury? A lot of people were watching on on Monday night. Um, there were players mm-hmm. on the field who had a real emotional. Um, an intense emotional response. How can players recover and how can we recover in terms Solomon, of that traumatic experience of what we saw? Solomon, if you don't mind, they're they're waving at me here for surgery. Uh, and, I'm you know, sorry. Okay. But, but, but here's, and I'd be happy to come back on. Yeah. Well, you're touching on a great, great topic. Happy to come back on. I have a lot to say about it, but I'll leave you with this. Mm-hmm. When's the last time like I already said, there's no way this game is starting unless they know that they're okay. When's the last time you've ever heard of any sporting event, much less this huge NFL game where people were excited to see in person? And when it got canceled, you didn't hear a single boo. That's right. Yeah. You know why? Because the crowd saw the CPR. Mm-hmm. They know something was not right. That's right. That's they right. were not booing. This was just night Cincinnati people being polite. They are polite, but I love Cincinnati. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, and Cincinnati, you know, they they had the the uh, the uh, Ryan Shazier. I mean, you know, that's right. right. Mm-hmm. But in any case, no one booed because they went, "Oh my God, prayers with the guy." Yeah. Right? That's right. And, that's right. And 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 if if fans are affected by this, you can imagine the players. And I'll leave on that. And I'd love to come back and chat more okay. about it. I apologize. Right? It's okay. No, hey, Dr. Shaw, always great to have you on. We want people to know they can follow you uh, on Twitter at ProFootballDoc, ProFootballDoc. Thank you for joining us on the Believe in Bingo podcast. We'll catch up with you soon. We'll be back right here on Valley Sports Ohio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.